I've waited seven long months to say this. It's time to get into the doghouse because the fucking NFL season's starting. Let's go. What's up, everybody? It is the official start to week one of the NFL season for both our seasonal and DFS play. I am your boy, D-Roy. You're in the doghouse. Find me on Twitter at RoyDog underscore 13. That is R-O-Y-D-A-W-G underscore 13. Well, good morning, fellas, ladies. We've finally made it. We've gotten through our drafts, and now all we have to do is just, uh, you know, wait for the silly thing called the NFL season to start uh, tomorrow night. Got Packers at Bears, which is going to be phenomenal. Until the Packers lose, of course, and then I lose my shit, and I drive my truck into a ditch. But anywho, uh Today was the release of the Week 1 DFS spreadsheet. Hopefully everybody that subscribes has gotten it in their mailbox. You can open them up. We will be going through it a little bit um, just to kind of get the reference points of what we're looking for and what we're looking at. Um, We do have some news. Uh, The biggest one, of course, is Zeke Elliott signing uh, this morning. Six years, $90 million. Uh, eight years, $103 million with half of that guaranteed. So he gets about $50 million, no matter if he plays it down or not. So good deal for him. Uh, we, <laughs> uh, we got another Antonio Brown shitstorm. He's pissed that the team fined him for missing two practices. It's part of the collective bargaining agreement, you fucking idiot. So... Hey, deal with it. I did get him in one of my drafts, uh, a third-round selection. I'm all right with it. If it doesn't work out, I've got plenty of backups. You can always find a wide receiver on the waiver wire anyway. So um, just kind of keep an eye on it. If he starts some shit that does bring Tyrell Williams up. And Hunter Renfro on the inside. Um, man. Raiders really cut a shit ton of wide receivers off their team, including uh, Marcel Aitman, who I thought for sure was going to make it, but it is what it is. Keelan Doss got cut. It, that was fucking retarded. Um, Jared Goff has signed an extension. It's $134 million, I believe it was for four years. Yeah, four-year four year extension. Good for Goff. Sure, somebody had to show him where the fuck to sign. 
considering that kid can't do anything on his own. Uh, we have uh, Melvin Gordon still holding out. Uh, Chargers have said that they are not going to negotiate until after the season, so you can try and spin this any way that you want, that he's going to be able to get the trade that he wants. They've you know, told him that he can seek a trade. Nobody's got any fucking money. Um, and apparently Chargers are asking for a hell of a lot in return, and seems like nobody's going to be willing to put that up. I uh, just don't see him going anywhere. So if you draft a Melvin Gordon, you're going to you know, be stuck holding on to him. You can't put him, even if your uh, league happens to be one of the rare ones that has an IR spot, you can't put him in there because it's not an injury. It's just a holdout. So if you didn't listen to me when I told you to not draft him in the first place, uh, you're, you're fucking shit out of luck. You're going to be dragging him along just like if you would have put Kareem Hunt on your team. But at least with Kareem Hunt, you would have had a fucking shot of having him back at the end of the year. So, too bad, so sad. Uh, it's done and over with, is what it is. Uh, Jacoby Brissett actually got a two-year extension following the Andrew retirement news uh, from the following weekend. So, good deal for Brissett. Um He's still a QB2. Uh, he's kind of grown on me, but I haven't pulled him off. I haven't pulled it off on any drafts. Of course, I haven't had any super flex drafts for a couple weeks, so um, one QB leagues, you're not really doing anything. It did have a two quarterback league, um, <clears throat> but it's uh, only an eight-team league. It's a real shallow as far as participants, but it's deep in talent, so there was no way I was going to end up getting down into his range anyway, so it is what it is. Um, schedule for the week. Uh, I wanted to have this podcast out a little bit earlier, but I was expecting Zeke to sign this weekend. That's why we didn't have anything on Monday. I waited till today, which is actually pretty good because we did release the Doghouse spreadsheet for DFS. For week one, and there was much rejoicing. Yay! Turned out pretty good. Took a little extra time, jazzed it up a bit, put some more uh, labels and decals in there. It was actually a good thing because anybody that's been into it, the team logos that I have stapled in there, um, I went ahead and transferred those to the following week spreadsheet. So now I don't have to mess around with that. All I have to do is mess around with uh, player pictures and stuff like that. A lot of the easy stuff that won't take very long. It took me about three hours to kind of jazz this stuff all up, but I think it turned out pretty well. Um, <clears throat> we will look at Vegas lines. Um, they do update daily. You know, pretty frequently. So you're going to want to pay attention to it. Uh, spreadsheet is not going to be something that you're going to want to uh, print out uh, because you'll be there for a good fucking week trying to print this thing out. And by that time, 
the week one has already ended. So just wanted to quickly run through the, the sites. Um, I'm sure as everybody's noticed, uh, I made an addition this year. We're no longer just doing FanDuel and DraftKings. I've included Yahoo and Fantasy Draft. Uh, very important. I actually like the Yahoo uh, format. Um, been playing last couple seasons on there, strictly doing playoff DFS, and it's been pretty fun. Um, kind of get a little bit more of a handle on it last season, so I decided to include it this year. Fantasy Draft has been around for a couple of years, um, but this year they added the no rake uh, deal, which means that you pay you pay a fee each month based on how much you put in. So if you play a hundred bucks or less or under a hundred bucks, you actually don't have to pay anything except for. I mean, this came about this morning. And somebody actually pointed out because I didn't put any money on it. You do have to play, pay a processing fee uh, for whatever you're putting on there. And it's a 3% processing fee. One time, you know, one time deal as soon as you put your money on there. It's not a bad deal. Um, I The site's really not making any money whatsoever on it. You're probably paying less than what you do on a regular credit card or the the stores when you use your credit card or your debit card they pay a certain processing fee on there to make that transaction that's kind of what's going on here except they put the cost of it onto the player itself um, but I mean if you're if you're playing enough on the site or like for instance I'm going to put a few bucks on there I'm going to stay under 100 bucks uh, per month in play because I want to play around with this site um, and just kind of check it out. There's a there's a really big difference in there um, which I'll get into but I want to start with the two half point PPR sites um, and then we'll get into DraftKings and Fantasy Draft. Um, FanDuel and Yahoo are identical. Absolutely identical except for how their salary is structured. Um, anybody familiar with FanDuel, of course, you've got your, they deal in thousands of dollars, whereas, or hundreds of thousands, where Yahoo deals in straight like $10, you know, increments. Uh, for instance, for Aaron Rodgers, on the Thursday to Monday, um, your regular you know, full roster sites. He's 8200 on FanDuel. On Yahoo, he's $33. That's, that's the big thing. Um, the thing I can't get across on Yahoo, or I can't get on Yahoo, is basically trying to figure out, like, the 2.5 and the 3X that I can usually do on FanDuel and DraftKings. Um where you take your salary, you times it by three, four, whatever you want to, and trying to figure out how many points you need out of your guy. I haven't quite figured out how to do it on Yahoo. So I kind of use FanDuel 
as kind of my th- as kind of my guide on there, and use it as you know for the position ranking based on price. Um, on Yahoo, he's actually a discount versus FanDuel. He's the fifth top. He's the fifth highest quarterback on Yahoo. He's the third highest quarterback on FanDuel. So the rank the ranking on the dollar values is very important. And that's why I've always thought that was something that I wanted to include when I put the information out for everybody. So you can kind of see the differences. You can see where your values is. In the spreadsheets, I have marked a couple things where it's better values on different sites. They're very, very similar, so there's not too many of them. Um, do not buy into that all that much. Um, just on the plain and simple fact that just because they say it's a value doesn't necessarily mean it's a great play. So we'll go through everything, like I said, in full on uh, the next couple of days. Like tomorrow will be, we'll go over Thursday night showdown slate. Um, Friday is going to be running through the spreadsheet, looking at the Vegas line, see if there's any changes. Um, we'll run through the spreadsheet in full. Um, because I had said on the last podcast, um, Yahoo and Fantasy Draft, the biggest differences between them and FanDuel and DraftKings is they include the Sunday night game. So that Pittsburgh-New England game is going to be on their slates if you're playing a Sunday only. Um, and then, so Friday we'll, break, we'll go down, we'll go through, we'll start picking out kind of some players. Um kind of adding them to my queue just to see if, you know, they're going to make the cut. And then Saturday, uh, preferably in the morning, I like to get it done right away. Um, because Friday night I'll write my article. And then Saturday morning you'll have a podcast that will go through the actual article on who I picked um, and then kind of give you guys that fell out. Um, if you if you're following along and you're writing the names down, you just you can just cross them off your list. Um, or start you know check mark. Okay, this guy, this guy. We're not using this guy. You get it. You guys are all smart enough to get this. So back to the pre- uh, back to the point system. Um, Fanduel and and uh, Yahoo are very similar. They're both half point PPR sites. Um, you get one point for every 25 yards passing, one point for every uh, 10 yards receiving, uh, 10 yards rushing. Uh, very easy to follow. Uh, defensive, defensive scoring is actually very much the same on both on actual all four sites. Um, but uh, yeah, so yeah, or uh, FanDuel and Yahoo both half point PPR, uh, no bonuses when you hit a certain uh, tier. So yeah, get go into Yahoo, just search Yahoo Fantasy. If you, anybody that plays seasonal on there and you have the app, it's you have an access point there. Um, 
when you're on Yahoo in the fantasy football section, uh, you'll have to click up in the top left corner of like the interior box. Um, and then just click on the actual daily fantasy portion of it. You don't have to click on the create a contest or view today's contest. Um, and that'll get you into the lobby. And you can click on any of the sports that they got in there. I mean, they've got uh, baseball, basketball, golf, hockey, and soccer in there. So they've really expanded. They started out with football, and they did expand up to baseball, um, which is cool. I don't use the product, but uh, I give them props. They're expanding, so get yourself familiar with it. Throw a couple bucks in there. Um, they are doing a lot of contests that have no management fees, which is the rake. Um, so you don't have to pay anything to deposit, and there's a lot of there's a lot of contests where you don't have to pay the rake in there. So it's straight up the money's going all the way back to everybody. So get yourself familiar with it. It's actually a good site. I actually really like playing it. I find it more difficult to put lineups together um, that have chances to win GPPs. It's it's a little bit tougher on your brain. Um, you'll be able to use a lot of the play. You you'll you can use all the players that will be in the article and stuff, but you're going to have to get kind of creative with it, um, which is fine. It's a great site. Get in there. And now that I've done my commercial for Yahoo, uh, let's move on to DK. Uh, same thing for passing, rushing, and uh, receiving yards, um, where you get the one point for every 25 yards passing, one point for every 10 yards rushing or receiving. Uh, they have the bonuses. Uh, where at 300 yards passing, you get you get an extra three points. Uh, 100 yards rushing and receiving, you get um, another three points. Now, they also do, and they didn't include it in here. There's actually a bonus to, um, for uh, 10 receptions. There's another bonus in there. I don't exactly, I don't have the actual um, bonus on there, but um, I do know that there is. I think it's it may be another three points on there, but just be aware of it. That's why Adelman gets a little bit more love on DK because uh, he has a chance to get ten receptions almost every week, especially in that offense. Um, and a pretty straightforward uh, $50,000 $50, uh, salary cap. Oh, I should say FanDuel's $60,000 salary cap. Yahoo is a $200 salary cap. So understand that when you're getting ready to spend like, you know, $35 on a guy, especially like uh, Patrick Mahomes. You're, that's 17.5% of your actual um, salary cap that you're using in there. Uh, Fantasy Draft uses the same scoring as uh, DK. They give you the bonuses for the yard marks. Um, the biggest difference on here is that instead of just the one flex that everybody has, you actually get two flexes in there. 
So you're going to end up running a quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, and two flex. And that includes their flexes are just like the other two sites, running back, wide receiver, tight end. And then you also have to have your defense special teams. So they run on $100,000 cap. Yeah, $100,000 salary cap. So you're going to look at fantasy draft, and you're going to see the numbers, and it's just going to be like, holy shit. Holy shit. That salary, the salary for Aaron Rodgers is one and a half times what it is on FanDuel. Obviously, I'm going to use them on FanDuel. Well, not necessarily, because uh, the 8200 that you're paying on FanDuel is, is, again, third highest of the quarterbacks. On fantasy draft, the $12,400 is the seventh highest quarterback. So you do get a discount on that. Um, and yeah, so that's our, that's kind of our quick overview on the sites. Um, like I said, I, I would play fan, I would play fantasy draft, just go into it, take it with a grain of salt and just try it out. Don't go over the hundred bucks a month, you know, maybe put uh, 10 bucks on there. A week and just try it out uh, I'm honestly not going to play cash on there I'm going to play cash on my FanDuel and my on my DraftKings and maybe a little bit on Yahoo and leave fantasy draft is completely like tournament so you know a nice little three entry max let's see here let's find something here let's do Sunday only let's just see what's in here see what kind of contest we got Got a lot of multi-entry. A lot of multi-entry. Um, so yeah, there's a couple single entries in here. Um, like $5 entry fee, single entry. Uh, 2,000 person max. Entered in there. Um, 10,000 total prize. Let's see, see what the payout is in here. Yeah, thousand bucks. Thousand bucks for first. That's not bad at all. Payout to the four hundredth person. So you're looking at you're looking at about a twenty percent payout. Not too bad. Not bad for a single entry. Definitely something to consider. Um, they do have they do have a ten dollar single entry too that drops that down to a thousand entries in there so they're gonna end up paying the top two hundred on there. Let's see, make sure yeah, same payout. Yep, thousand. Then double up if you're in there. So yeah, definitely take a look in there. Um, get familiar with the site. Now that that's all done, let's see what we got here. Alright, so we're going to get into the spreadsheet a little bit here. If you haven't gotten a spreadsheet, all you have to do is um, get in the spreadsheet. Sorry, somebody texted me and I have no idea what they're talking about. Um, so you're going to open up the spreadsheet. First thing you're going to see 
uh, Thursday night football game. Uh, if if you are not subscribed to this, if you do not receive this, you need to get a hold of me, um, either on Twitter, you can DM me, or if you're in the full time fantasy uh, DFS Slack chat, uh, just get a hold of me through there. Uh, make sure to at me. My handle in there is the same one as I use on Twitter, the Roydog underscore thirteen. So just hit me up. First thing you're going to see is the Thursday night football game. Uh, I am not going to do the showdown showdown slates on a separate. Um, as far as like the salaries and the rankings, because I'm not going to take the extra time to do that. Um, and that's not to say because uh, I'm not playing it, so why the fuck would I do it? No, it's just a plain simple fact. It takes a shitload of time to put these together, and I'm not doing it twice. So, um, you have the same information. You know that the guys that are priced high are going to be priced high. Um, salaries, of course, are a little bit different because you're only dealing with one game, but... Um, it's the same idea uh, in theory, so I'm not too worried about it. So if you, we'll go through, we'll go through this tomorrow on that game, and I'll actually pull up the, I'll probably just pull up DraftKings and well, I'll pull up FanDuel and DraftKings, and we'll kind of go through the showdown slate and kind of look at the prices and compare them, um, and go from there. But uh, what you'll see is <clears throat> you're going to always have you're always going to have the away team above the home team. So if you look, you got the Green Bay Packers big G logo. Scroll down right under there. That's where you got you have the Bears offense. So you're going to always have your offensive team for the offense of the team first. You're going to have your four sites of Points per game, dollar, uh, position rank, based on price, um, or total price. And on the right-hand side, and I don't know why people are confused about this. I mean, I get, I get it if you don't understand what the information is. But on the right side of the four sites, so you're going to see it, it says footballoutsiders.com. Uh, pro football reference, and then the PFF. This is the opposing defense, how they rank versus opposing offenses. Okay? So this is the first thing on football, the football outsiders. That's your DVOA chart right in there. And it goes total defense, Total defense on the very, very top, and that's it for total defense, okay? And that bar that you see, if you count it, there's 17 boxes there. So that represents the 17 weeks that we're going to be going. That's going to track all the way through the season. So the box right to the right of the red number one, next week you're going to see another number sitting right next to that. Probably because DVOA doesn't stabilize, it's probably going to be the same. So you won't see anything uh, too different. I don't focus 
completely on TVOA, except I do look at it, um, and I but I know the changes that a lot of these teams have made because anybody knows I was making depth charts for the last seven months. So um, I'm pretty familiar on whether or not the team will be good in certain areas, which is good uh, because we're going to need that for the first, at least the first three weeks. So the total defense, it's just going to be that tracker bar. That's it. That's it for total defense. Underneath there is their ranking versus opponents pass. Is the Bears ranking against opposing passing offenses. So they're number one. So you have this week, and then right under there, you have the tracker bar for it for the 17 weeks. Underneath that, this is the one that kind of gets a little complicated or a little tricky if, if you're not familiar with it. A lot of guys can pick it up, so I'm not too worried about it, but you have the Bears DVOA uh, versus the Rush, which they are second. Now, you go to the right, and you'll see this versus RB. What that is, is that's the DVOA of the Bears versus their opponents running back in the passing game, okay? So they're a little bit weaker against running backs in the passing game, but they only went down as far as 10, so they were still top third of the league. Now, you'll have a tracker bar for both rush defense and versus RB. After a couple of weeks, you'll get, you'll get used to this. So... We move on. We go to the wide receivers within the passing game. So, actually, I should back up here. So, I use that passing defense one um, strictly to look at quarterbacks um, and take that one into account because when you then when you move down to two areas to the actual wide receivers and you get the breakdown from the wide receiver one, the wide receiver two, and the wide receiver plus. Now, I try to keep the wide receiver plus um, with whomever's in the slot. And then, you know, the guy, the backups within there. So, you know, we'll never use all these wide receivers. We're just really trying to focus on the three main ones. So, for the Packers, you'd have, you have Devontae Adams. Well, Bears were number one against the number of one wide receiver. Um, they were number they were number three against the second main wide receiver. So whoever's playing opposite of your number one. So you have Devontae Adams on one side. Move it to the other side. You have um, Marquez Valdez Scantling, who should be starting on that outside, leaving Geronimo Allison in the slot versus the number four ranked uh, wide receiver plus in DVOA uh, for the Bears. So then we have our tracker bar there. Now we move on to tight end, which Jimmy Graham is horrible. But this is pretty easy. You got one flip all the way down versus tight end. Their Bears are third, third best against um, opponent tight ends. So now we move into our DVP, 
which is defense versus position. Um, and that all, all the numbers will come out from uh, Pro Football Reference, except for um, the defensive DVP. And basically what that is, what the defensive DVP is, is going to be um, how it's an average of how many points the offense has given up to opposing defenses. So um, let's say you're starting the Packers, you want to start the Packers defense against the Bears. Okay, so against the Chicago offense, the the defense that's opposing the Bears has averaged the fifteenth highest points across the season. It's about the best way I can explain it. Um, they don't they don't really. They, they have the points allowed and everything. I didn't put it in this week because I just wanted to wait until week two because I didn't find it to be all that important. Just as long as you had the rank, that was fine. So you'll notice now if we go back to the top the and we're focusing on the passing defense, uh, DV, DVP rank of two, points allowed is 12.9. Um and then they have the FanDuel and the DraftKings points per game. They're a little bit higher. The points, the regular points allowed is like... It's like, an, it's like if you were playing like on ESPN where it was just kind of like a standard league. Um, stuff like that. And then you'd have your actual two main site scoring on there. Um, I probably really don't have to include this points allowed, this regular points allowed, and I can just leave FanDuel and DraftKings points per game. But um, I kind of like seeing the difference differences in there and tracking it. It's not a real solid number as far as points allowed. I really only use like the FanDuel and the DraftKings points per game. Um, and then... You know, the DVP rank is really the one that's important because like you'll see in the, like you'll see when you get down to the wide receiver area. Okay. They were number one, number one, number three, and number four against the three types of wide receivers, but they were giving up the 18th most points uh, to wide receivers as a whole. So on FanDuel, the wide receivers were getting about 30.5. On DraftKings, they were averaging 38.8. So what I'm trying to, what I try to do is I try to correlate between the DVOA and the DVP, and seeing if there's something in there that we can use um, to justify using, like, say, a Devonte Adams or uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling or you know, Toronto Morales and something like that. And it comes into play, too, when you look at uh, the next column over, which is the PFF um, 
wide receiver cornerback matchups. Now, for a lot of these teams, they they've been fucking this up. And I noticed this last year because I last year was the first year that I started using PFF, and their guy, whoever handles this shit, is an absolute fucking train wreck. Because he can't figure out, apparently he can't figure out who some of the wide receiver twos <clears throat> and the slot corner and the and the slot receivers are going to be for the offense. So when we go through these matchups, we really need to take a look at the cornerbacks. And this year, I think I'm going to try and include the names. Um, so we get a little bit more familiar with them and we're, because we're going to be able to pinpoint um, who is a guy to target and who's not. All right. So um, we're going to put, we need to take it with a grain of salt as far as the wide receiver cornerback matchups. Um, and I, and I, and I warned this last year that I thought this was going on and now they've put this chart in a little bit more detail where it actually tells you where they have them positioned and they've been wrong, like on 50% of them. So some of them I've changed, some of them I left in there um, just because I kind of wanted to uh, go through this um, this season. And again, I may have a video out for this. I'm not 100%. I do have everything now that I need <coughs> uh, to do the video. I just need to make sure I can actually upload um, the spreadsheet itself uh, without screwing it up. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm 42 years old and I'm trying to figure out technology. Leave me alone. Now on the PFF, on the PFF uh, columns, you'll also notice the offensive line matchup with the pass versus and rush separations. We had this for most of the year last year. They don't have the data in yet, so it's blank. Um, we should actually have something that that'll be out uh, next week. I'm hoping. If not, as soon as we get it in there, um, we will have it in there. Otherwise, if we don't have anything by week four, I may end up changing that and using Football Outsiders DVOA for the offensive lines. <clears throat> and running it that way and just figuring out um, where the advantages and disadvantages are. So that's it uh, for the spreadsheet. If you have any questions, of course, uh, like I said, I'll be going through some of this. You know, definitely we'll get a first look, get a really good in-depth look tomorrow, seeing where we want to go for the Thursday night showdown slate. Um Friday we'll get even more in depth in here, but if you know if, if you have any questions, just hit me up, just DM me, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll get you through it. Um, definitely want to get everybody on board with this and make sure that they completely understand what's going on. Um, <clears throat> like I said, you know the DVOA isn't going to stabilize itself. It'll look like it's stabilizing itself, but um, it won't 
be ready to go until about week four, where you'll see you'll just see this drastic change in it, and that's because they take basically like the last four the last four weeks of data are the strongest, and then the farther you go, uh, the weaker the earlier schedule gets uh, versus the defense actual defensive ranking. So it's a more accurate account of how the defense is playing. So they need like three weeks of data in there to get it to stabilize out. Uh, DVPs, you'll the defense versus position, uh, ranking points allowed and all that. You'll you'll notice that change, you know, n- uh, next week when the new spreadsheet comes out. Um, <clears throat> so that'll tell that'll kind of tell you the story of what happened in week one at the very least. So we're kind of flying a little blind as far as the numbers are concerned this week. Next week gets a little bit better because we can at least use defense versus position and last week's results. So we have information from this year. That's what we need. We need the information from this year. Um, And then week three will be a little bit more of the same, but you'll get more of a uh, uh, Jesus, an average of weeks one and week two, uh, which will stabilize, start stabilizing that out a little bit more in case somebody gets completely, you know, annihilated that shouldn't have gotten annihilated. But uh, play around those sheets, look at it. <coughs> you are getting the whole thing. Um, last year, I only gave out this front page where the actual spreadsheet is, but you have everything. You can see exactly how um, the data gets transferred in there, uh, which is super cool. But um, yeah, so uh, I still got to figure out my DK algo because I have an issue. I think I just figured it out. Like, literally, while I'm talking to you. Um, the defense for DraftKings, I have not been able to get popped up because it only takes the Packers portion of that whole Green Bay Packers. So I have to take a look and put in a formula for that, which will take just the Packers portion of that Green Bay and then I think I can get it to just drop in and I can drop my rank in there. But literally, if I only have to go in for 32 teams manually, um, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. I have not gotten, if you if you go to the end, if you look at the tabs on the bottom, <clears throat> you're going to see NFL, FanDuel, Yahoo, DK, uh, Fantasy Draft. The DVOA, which will track, you know, this year's, DVOA all for each team and then and that's where it imports out of is actually from here and then the numbers go into those tracker bars so it makes it a little bit easier for me to do the transfer and then the SOS is actually the strength of schedule and I don't have it ready yet and I probably won't have it ready until about week four which is okay because it's using DVOA so it's not going to be fully prepared to go until that point in time. In week four, where I take a week off, 
Um, I'll have my daughter all week. So um, that's pretty much it. Like I said, get yourself familiar with it. We'll be back here tomorrow. So until then, everybody, good luck. And let's get ready for some football. Bam. are you still doing here? The fuck out of here. Go enjoy your day. I gotta get the fucking work, you assholes.